Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to NFL Live presented by Shopify. The Super Bowl rematch was just as good as we hoped last night. A little different game this time around. Wait until you hear what we have to say about the Chiefs offense not getting it done in just minutes. But first, big news this morning as Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada has been fired. Here's Mike Tomlin on why he made the decision. There's a lot of layers to it, obviously. Um, All of the things that you suggest are true. Our most recent performance, a component of it. But, um, you know, I just think you know when you're there. Um, to, to, to be blunt and, and short about the answer. We're still showing signs of September football kind of in some instances, and, you know, that's un, unacceptable, man. It's late November. I just want to see points. Um, I want to engineer, engineer victory more fluidly, and points do that. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on this week in terms of the development of Kenny. Um, you know, we're not urinating on the fire, man. Um, we're, we're, we're getting ready to play a football game and win this week. So there you have it. We're not urinating on the fire. That's Dan Orlovsky. Marcus definitely Peters. done that, though. <laughs> Dan Graziano, you've done that? Yeah. How'd it go for you? Put it out. Okay, there we go. Graz, yeah, what puts can you it add? out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, science. Graz, what can you add on why Matt Canada was fired? What's next for the Steelers? Yeah, look, they're going to go with uh, uh, kind of a two-headed monster at offensive coordinator. The running backs coach, uh, Faulkner, will be the, will hold the title. And then quarterbacks coach, Mike Sullivan, will, I guess, call the plays. Uh, so, look, it, it, you, you heard him say you kind of know when it's time. Matt Cannon have been there two and a half years. The Steelers have not gained 400 yards in a game once uh, in that time. Uh, and as we know, they've been outgained in every game this year. So, I, I think it got to a point where he wasn't seeing improvement. And then, look, he's not going to come out and say this, but the fact that the players were starting to express frustration on the level that you heard from Najee Harris after the game the other day, I think that's an indicator that maybe, you know, if we don't do something here, uh, then we're at risk of things going off the cliff in terms of the locker room. So I, I'm, I'm of the firm belief, based on the conversations I've had, that that was at least partially a factor. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Dan, what do you think needs to change for the Steelers now? Ton. You know, but there's, this is not going to be like a you know, quick fix, almost kind of what we saw with Buffalo and Joe Brady. I mean, number one, there's too many missed assignments between the quarterback and wide receiver of I ran this route, you threw that route. They don't feature George Pickens enough, certainly early in the football games. There's very little tying things together. So that's going to be a stress of, hey, we get in this formation. There should be multiple plays out of that formation and or those looks to keep the defense off balance. They do actually run the football well in two situations, zone runs and one back power. I don't know the last time I actually saw a play action out of that actual run look. And they got to get way better at screen. So this is, again, this is not going to be an overnight fix. It's not like all of a sudden this offense is going to go from scoring 16 points a game to 25 a game. But it is going to be integral or important that they start to attack some of their scheme flaws 
that made them outrageously predictable and vanilla and boring to play. And I would say this, specific to Kenny Pickett, there's two things. One, he is going to have to prove and be capable of throwing the ball past five yards downfield consistently. That might sound outrageous. Not all on him, but he's going to have to prove that. And two, can this new group get him to be more aggressive, meaning like hang in the pocket and don't always run away from clean pockets because you're just trying not to do something bad with the ball? Dio, you, you, you talk about the, the obviously the mechanics of that offense and all of the things that need to be addressed and 100% agree with you as we watch film with these teams. But I also thought about this, like, Obviously, it's been two and a half years, and Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers made this decision to let right. Matt Canada go. I think the frustration I've had looking at Pittsburgh is they have dynamic talent, bro. Yeah. Like, we, to your point, we don't know what Kenny Pickett is because he's been in such a terrible situation. But we know Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and Prime Mood. We know that they have Warren and Najee out of the backfield. This wasn't an offense where you were devoid of talent. I'll tell you this. I bet Patrick Mahomes would take George Pickens <laughs> and Deontay Johnson right mm. now. I bet a lot of teams in this league would love to have those weapons. So I think you get frustrated, too, by looking at the talent you have on this roster and it not being utilized and not being in a position to have success. And like we say all the time about coaches, no matter what position you're in, from peewee football to the NFL, your number one job is to put players in a position to be successful. And Matt Canada was not doing that. Yeah, Marcus, if you think about this offense, like skill position-wise, imagine if they just started to, and I've said this a lot this year when it came to Dallas and CeeDee Lamb, the Bengals and Jamar Chase, like if you build your pass game through a George Pickens, one, you can move him around yes. way more than they have. Two, you can get him in different route trees, like different route op- I, I've said this, all they do is run go routes with him or it's a back shoulder fade. So yep. what you're going to start to stress with defenses is if you're going to play Pickens one-on-one, get him the football. If not, the question is, can you hurt teams who want to double George Pickens? Marcus, your point. A Deontay Johnson, a Frymuth, a Warren. Warren's got to become their bell cow Warren, when it yeah. comes to like their premier yes. back as well. So there's, a, there's pieces there. And this offensive line I don't think has been as bad as I, like I thought it would be. Um, and I, I, no. I think that with, with some urgency, this offense can get a little bit better. Yeah, guys, the Steelers' schedule coming up. Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals again, Seahawks, and Ravens. That's what's down the pipe for them as they're making changes. Let's get back to Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and the Chiefs. And it was a wet one. I was out there. It was uh, 40 degrees and a whole lot of rain. But it didn't matter. The Stars were still on display. Late first, no score. The Chiefs are threatening, but Patrick Mahomes delivers in the face of intense pressure, and Justin Watson gets the touchdown. Good job by Patrick, climbing up in the pocket and finding Watson late for that touchdown. Eagles looking to answer. DeAndre Swift takes the handoff and scurries in from four yards out. Nice answer there. That ties things up at seven. And then we go to the second quarter. The Chiefs in the red zone here. Mahomes floats one, and Kevin Byard says, oh, I'll take that. This is just a miss by Patrick. You know, Watson's open there. Now it's a really nice play by Byard IQ-wise, but that's just a miss, and it's a huge takeaway because it takes points off the board. This time, third and four, they get that little motion RPO touchdown for Travis Kelsey. 17-7 to halftime lead. Nick Sirianni said coming out of the half, he just wanted to see him get something going. They did that, but then there was Mahomes to Kelsey, and then the peanut punch happened. Really frustrating for Kelsey all night long in a lot of different ways. Bradley Roby came off an injury and made an impact. Then this one, 
Devontae Smith down to the one-yard line. What a catch. What a throw. Beautiful job of getting him on a safety. Jalen with a good throw, a great adjustment, then obviously the most unstoppable play this year in football is that brotherly shove. 21-17, the Eagles take the lead, and at this point you're looking around thinking, are they really going to go on the road and win this game, get the revenge in the regular season? Mahomes about to win it right there, except MVS can't hold on, and the dropsies have been the story all season long for the Chiefs. The Eagles improve to 9-1 and and get a huge win here. Here's Mahomes' message after the game to his receiver group. They know I'm going to keep firing it. That's just who I am. I'm going to fire it uh, to the guy who's open. Um, and uh, usually they make the, they're going to make the plays. And offensively, we're just not where I would want to be at, at this point in the season. Um, <clears throat> and, that, and that's everybody. Um, uh, starts with me. Uh, i got to get the make better throws at certain times. Um, we have to continue to move the ball down the field and just be more consistent uh, thoroughly throughout the game. When that pass went up in the stadium, it was like everything got into slow-mo and we were all just waiting for this Big catch, and, and it didn't happen. Wait, so, Mar- didn't, Marcus, didn't Marcus say he saw it from the airplane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it pass by my plane I mean, on the way to the – I was like, they about to score. Yeah, I just saw a like football it. fly past my window. Okay, so the end of the game drops, Marcus, are going to be the headline here, but there was yeah. more to the Chiefs' offensive struggles than that in your mind? Yeah, listen, you come off of a five-turnover game, and that's that wasn't all on the offense, obviously – Miko uh, fumbled a, a punt, but Dan, the onus that's been put on these drops is absolutely the story of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. But these turnovers have become an issue too now. Yes. And you cannot like this team lost this game by four points with two turnovers and six drops, I believe, in this game. But Pat Mahomes' interception in the red area was horrible. He cannot do that. And for as much as we know Pat is the best in the game, yeah. he's not absolved of criticism, especially. When your offense is struggling the way it is, you unfortunately for Pat, you can't make mistakes. Mm. That's the situation that you're in right now with this football team. And then Travis Kelsey also with the fumble. Like we've seen this happen before this season with him trying to get extra yards and the ball getting punched out. Those are the two main catalysts of this offense. If they don't continue to go, we know Pat is still playing at a high level. Don't get it twisted. He's still one of the top quarterbacks playing at a very high level. But they cannot afford to make mistakes. And it's unfortunate for both of them, but that's the reality for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I think your point of the, like, the less margin for error is becoming more apparent this year. I agree he can't make that throw. Yep. I just don't think Patrick's going to do that. You know, as the back end of the season playoffs come in, yes, the drops are a part of the conversation, penalties, all that. I just believe that those are all fixable. I, I, I really do. If you were going to yeah. tell me that, man, the Chiefs have a Super Bowl caliber team, are they going to not get there or win it because of drops and, and Patrick interceptions in the red zone? I don't think that. For me, I actually think the bigger takeaway is this. At some point, Patrick is going to have to get on the same page down the field with him and his wide receivers. The, the drops, the penalties, that red zone interception, I honestly believe that they will take care of themselves because those are things that are fixable. They can handle them. But if you have watched this season and you watched last night, there's multiple examples of Patrick seeing one thing down the field and the receivers seeing another thing down the field, and that leads to not only incompletions, 
but loss of potential big plays. One to Justin Watson and one to MVS. And Troy Aikman did a really nice job on the broadcast of talking about this. So we broke down the three-level concept to hit in the corner. So Watson, this is what I think he has. He has a big post, a big post. We have the corner route, and then we have the flat. We talked about they've hit this corner a bunch this year. He's really trying to go from number one to number two. Now, I've been places that when you have that big post, right, this Justin Watson big post, and you get a defense that is going to play single high safety and press man, meaning this corner is up at the line of scrimmage, pressing that receiver, we don't want to run a post towards a safety that's going to be in the middle of the field. So I've been places where when you have that big post and only that big post and you get that safety go to the middle field, we can now convert that big post into a go route, meaning that now becomes number one in the pass option. Because I pay attention to this, and I watch Patrick Mahomes see that safety go to the middle of the field, and I see Justin Watson make that release. Now, if you look at this, Watson wins on the Reese. Patrick is throwing that football, okay? If he just stays vertical, again, here comes the corner and the flat route. If he stays vertical like I think he should, this is going to be at least a 40 to 45-yard gain, if not a touchdown. But he bends inside there running the post. I think that Watson doesn't see the press man, and Patrick does. Patrick throws the conversion, and Justin Watson never does. Now, this is the MBS corner route versus cover zero, all-out pressure. The most important thing is when you come to the top of your route, you've got to see the route and the angle of your route the same way Patrick Mahomes does. Now, when MVS gets on Blankenship right here and Patrick's throwing that football, okay, Patrick is just about to throw this football. Now, when I say see the angle, Blankenship is behind. He's in what we call a trail technique. Now, if Blankenship was on, let's say, like MVS's left hip, you would want this corner route to be a flat corner route because you want to pull him away from that defender. If you go high here, if the receiver, like if Blankenship is on his back hip, and MVS goes high with an angle, the bad part is the defensive back can undercut that. So Patrick is seeing while he's trailing him. Now, when the defender is trailing, we always want the corner route or the pylon route to go high because we want to run away from that defensive back. And it's always easier. If you go high with your angle and Patrick throws you to the sideline, you can go chase it and chase it down. He can bleed you there. But look at MVS's angle. He comes out of this cut, and he's going to go flat immediately. With that defensive back, you should go high. Him going flat immediately makes it really difficult for him to adjust to this football. Patrick throws it like he wants him to go with a high angle. MVS takes that flat angle, and there's those two incompletions. So it's really about getting on the same page between Patrick and the receivers, seeing it the same way at that moment when the ball's got to come out of his hands. I Honestly, I, I think the... The controllables, the drops, the penalties, I I believe that this championship team can fix that stuff. This is the issue that they got to get together more consistently. Dio, what what do you think are happening with the details, bro? Like, we in week 11 now, and we've been seeing this miscommunication and these guys not being on the same page, and we could tailor it off to just drops and they're not catching the football. But what you just highlighted there, to me, is more of a concern when you start talking about exactly. championship team. What do you think the cause of this is? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the newness. I mean, again, those guys are new in their roles. Um, I don't know exactly why the details aren't de- – no, no, Marcus, part of their offense isn't this obsessive detail because it doesn't have to be, right? Patrick has always been so right. good at mm-hmm. the recess, the freestyle, that it's not been a necessity. 
But I think maybe there needs to be a little bit more of that group getting there mm. when it matters. Yeah, one of the things the Eagles defense talked about is that they were going to have to deal with that recess football, and they were trying to figure out how do you defend it because you yeah. just don't know what they're going to do. Graz, what is the Chiefs' ultimate hope when it comes to their wide receivers and the drop issues? That the same thing happens with them as happened with their uh, young defensive backs last year. And I think, you know, Dan O is talking about what needs to be done. They, they need to coach them up and, and get them better. And, 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 and I think they believe in their ability as a coaching staff and an organization to do that. And I go back to last year, Sky Moore, when he was a rookie, they took him off of punt return because he was dropping too many. But lo and behold, the AFC Championship game comes along, and because of injuries, he has to return maybe the most important punt of the whole year, and he does a great job. And I talked to him in the locker room after that game, and he said, they stuck with me. Like, Mm. you demoted me from punt return, but they stuck with me. They kept with me in practice to make sure that if I was ever called upon to do it again, I'd be better prepared. So I don't think you're going to see them give up on these young receivers at all. I'm not sure they have a choice, frankly. Uh, but someone from the group of Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and Rashi Rice is going to have to come up. Uh, is going to have to, you know, be more reliable. And the Chiefs believe in their ability to to do that with young players as the season goes along. Yeah, Dan tweeted this last night. I mean, you see the the person that Mahomes is that he hasn't once blamed his receivers for any of this. Also, later in the show, we're talking about the Eagles and we're giving them their love. So Eagles fans, don't worry, that's coming. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. Following a statement win against the Buccaneers, Dan tells us why San Fran has the hardest offense to prepare for in the NFL. Plus, a pivotal choice looms in New England. Will it be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi? Hear what Bill Belichick had to say about his quarterback situation when we return. NFL Live is powered by Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash TV. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We're back on NFL Live. Time to read and react to some of the best sound around the league. Listen to this from C.J. Stroud when he was asked if he was going to be more conservative after a three-interception game. Steph Curry don't ever stop shooting. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep letting it ride, you know. Um, and I, and I'm, I don't got no shame in my game. I definitely got to be smarter, but um, I don't like, I don't know. Confidence is taken away from me. I'm gonna keep letting it fly. I mean, there's things where it can go either way, you know. And they got the better of me today. Um, and that's just the NFL, you know. So 
Um, I'm, I'm blessed enough to get out, come out here with a dub, and I, my, my confidence isn't going nowhere. I'm going to keep shooting it. I'm going to keep uh, letting it fly. I love it. Dan, what did you take away from what the Cardinals' defense did to Stroud? Yeah, they started to give him a little bit of the Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow treatment where defenders were just starting to get a little bit deeper and forcing some of their shorter throws. I love his mindset, especially under a head coach defensively minded when it comes to D'Amico Ryans. Stay aggressive. We're not protecting the football to try to go be great. But I do want to see how he adjusts to these defense, giving him that elite quarterback treatment. Meanwhile, the Chargers lost to the Packers, and the defense let Jordan Love pass for over 300 yards. Here's a frustrated Brandon Staley. I have full confidence, like I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in that. we got to bring this group together and do it consistently, okay? And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question, okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses, okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Marcus, is it time for a change in L.A.? I feel the walls closing in. So now I'm going to swing and swing and swing. But they closing in on Brandon Staley. Listen, man, we know that Green Bay hasn't had a tremendous amount of success offensively, and you are losing these games. It's not that your defense is playing bad. They've created losses, and you are the D.C. You were the guy that came over from the Rams that was supposed to fix this unit. Last year, was it we couldn't stop the run. This year, you can't stop the pass. That's a reflection on you, Coach, unfortunately. Hmm. Graz's face during your song just gave me life. All right, to New England, where the questions <laughs> about who we're going to start a quarterback for the Patriots this week are surrounding. So here's Bill Belichick this morning on that very answer. I've told all the players the same thing. Be ready to go. I've told everybody to be ready to go. i told every player to be ready to play. I want everybody to be prepared. It's everybody's job to do the best they can to be prepared. Yeah, I've told all the players to be ready to go. So, yeah, everybody needs to be ready to go, Tom. So, be prepared. Be ready to take advantage of their opportunities. I've told everybody to be ready to go. And I've told everybody to be ready to go. Like, everybody needs to be ready to go. Just like, everybody needs to be ready to go. Like, everybody needs to be ready to go. Grodd, you're ready to go on this one. What have you heard about who might start a quarterback this week? I think he feels like he needs everybody to be ready to go. I'm not sure, though. Uh, look, he hasn't told people in the building as of this morning what he's going to do at quarterback. They they want they, – the coaches have been told to get Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi ready to play. Mac Jones has been taking the first reps at practice this week, but they've been splitting reps evenly. It's just that Mac has consistently been up first. So I think they want to see how practice went today, how practice goes tomorrow. They have Thursday off. Uh, by then, they should probably have a decision on who's going to start, but it's entirely possible they both play. As for Swag, who's singing, I thought it was fine. I'm just glad today he kept it clean. <laughs> if you missed yesterday, go to Twitter. Okay, still no, to come. Stop bringing up old stuff. <laughs> Are the 49ers back to being <laughs> the yesterday. top team in the NFL? Yeah, 24 hours ago. The San Francisco offense seems to be clicking again. Marcus singles out a player who he believes elevates them to another level. Find out who next. You're watching NFL Live, powered by Shopify.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Next week, Monday Night Football will be in Minneapolis for the matchup of Josh Dobbs and the Vikings and Justin Fields and the Bears at 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus with Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus. Hey, let's go back to last night. Did you see this play, guys, from Jalen Carter and trying to catch the spike here? Oh, I saw this, yeah. <laughs> We're going to see it and then, oh, oh, oh. It's, we it's, love it when big fellas do silly things. Um, all right, let's It's nice to, to see a defensive lineman with smarts. What's that like? Not around those people. Come either. on now. Here's Carter on where he got the idea. And I saw on the internet. I've seen it on YouTube. Uh, some high school kid tried it. He actually caught the ball. So I was like, you know, that's a good idea. And I knew they were spiking it. So you know, I tried to go for it. Just <laughs> out there watching YouTube getting ideas. We should try that in our studio. Do a that's spike. What we do. And- See if swag we, can get we, it. We research. We try to. We try to bring. We try to bring the real world to football. Unlike some people that are just so regimented. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. We try things. Well, you say we? Who you? <laughs> Not mean? you, Dan. Uh, BMBs. <laughs> there we go. BMBs, Dan. T- time for some ESPN Bet futures spotlight, and here's a look at the favorites to win the Super Bowl over at ESPN Bet. You can see that the 49ers are tied with the Eagles and the Chiefs for the shortest odds to win it all at plus 450. So, Dan, let's talk about the 49ers. What have you seen from them that puts them in the group with the Eagles and the Chiefs? Right now, this is the hardest offense in football to defend. Mm. Three reasons why. Number one, no team attacks the defense layer-wise like San Francisco. I mean, the way that they go about attacking your different layers, your, your defensive line layer, your second level of your defense layer, the third, it's, it's constant stretching. Two, when in rhythm, Brock Purdy is very difficult to stop. And, and, and I'm not saying he is that elite quarterback, that top three or top four guy, but when this young man's in rhythm, it is impossible to try and slow down this offense. And the last thing, and I think this is a McCaffrey point as well, it's not just his talent. He has, like, diversified their run game. Their run game used to be just a Kyle Shanahan zone thing. There's so much multiplicity to their run. It is still zone, sometimes outside, sometimes inside. Now they have a counter game where, you know, defenses are hesitant, and then their perimeter toss game. So, there's so much that you have to try and handle with this offense with elite talent. And that's, for me, the thing that Brock Purdy has done. 
He has absolutely changed this offense for the better for the first time under Kyle Shanahan quarterback-wise. It's the hardest offense in football to stop. Dio, I love that you talked about the rhythm with Brock Purdy because you're right. He, when he in that zone, it's very difficult. But, man, I – I don't know if we appreciate the presence of Debo Samuel enough. Sure. Like, it is unbelievable to see defenses fear his yards after the catch, Dan. It's not even that they double-teaming him off the line of scrimmage. Yep. It's the fact that when he gets it in his hands, how explosive he is after the catch. They use him in multiple ways as well, so you can never really plan for him. I hear you talk week in, week, week in and week out. We just had the conversation about George Pickens. You talked about Stephon Diggs yeah. when they need to do things in, in, in Buffalo. Move him around. Put him in different spots. Well, he lines up in the slide. He lines up in the backfield. He lines up on the outside. Yep. He damn near going to line up at quarterback at some point knowing <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. But That'd I think cool. he changes the math yeah. so much. There's gravity that goes to him. Like he, you he, pulls, cannot. he pulls parts yes. of the defense to him. That's interesting. Guys, the 49ers offense has averaged 27.9 points per game this season, second most in the NFL, behind only the Dolphins. And you know how we think about the Dolphins. All right, let's get Graz back in here for some top stories. Let's start with the big news in Pittsburgh. Go ahead. Yeah, Steelers firing offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Steelers have had one of the worst offenses in the league this year. Uh, Mike Tomlin, the head coach, had finally seen enough after two and a half years. Felt like he wasn't seeing enough improvement. The new offensive coordinator is running backs coach Eddie Faulkner, whose name I flaked on earlier. I apologize, Eddie, for that. Uh, And Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach, likely to call the plays going forward. So change in Pittsburgh. Change in New York as well, where the Jets are benching quarterback Zach Wilson and will start Tim Boyle. One of the finest quarterbacks in the history of the University of Connecticut. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. The Jets' hope is that Boyle will be really good at getting rid of the ball quickly, and they feel like that's their best chance to operate this offense, uh, is getting it out quickly and getting it to some playmakers. Uh, and they hope he can do that better than Wilson did. Take a look at the injury report here for the Seahawks 49ers game Thursday night. It's a tough one. The 49ers mm-hmm. suffering a really tough injury in the secondary with, you see, the safety, uh, Hufanga, who's out for the year with a torn ACL. They're also banged up on the offensive line. The Seahawks, Geno Smith, the quarterback. Pete Carroll said yesterday he has a good chance to play in this game. Running back Kenneth Walker, uh, less likely with that oblique injury. Neither one was a practice participant yesterday. We'll see what happens when their injury report comes out today. And then the Colts today, the Indianapolis Colts today, releasing, waving linebacker Shaquille Leonard. Just a couple of years ago, he signed a five-year, $99 million contract extension. Uh, he is now gone. He's on waivers, eligible to be claimed by any team, but with the remainder of his $15.7 million salary to be paid this year and three more years on the contract, it's unlikely any team would claim him. The Colts just felt like the injuries had taken a toll, and they have some younger players that play the same position. They wanted to get some more time, uh, and it was going to come at Leonard's expense. He wasn't thrilled about that, and they didn't want to keep him around to be a backup, so they're wishing him well. Yeah. At Marcus, where do you think he could land? Yes, yeah, it's, it's two places. I think Dallas with the loss of Leighton Van Der Esch mm. for the entire season, and maybe you get another guy that can rush the passer. I know the injuries on Shaq have been an issue, but when we've seen him at his best, he was a force getting after the quarterback from that position as well. And his range to cover, which is going to be paramount when you play the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, and even the Detroit Lions with Laporta if, if, when you get in the playoffs. And then the Buffalo Bills is a no-brainer when it comes to losing Matt Milano. And we all, we all applauded Shaq for his leadership, the way he's able to get guys going and galvanize 
and also get them lined up. So those are two places that are injury needs for a middle linebacker as opposed to a luxury or something that you think you're going to improve with what you have right now. Yeah, really, any real contender. It, it makes sense to add a player like this. Yeah. I, I would echo your two teams, and I'd also throw Philly in there. Howie Roseman, mm-hmm. we all know that he is so savvy. Obviously, Bayard and, and Roby last night. And also, their linebackers are not great, so he could be a good addition. I wonder how good of a player he still is, given Indy moved on from him. But if you're a contender, it's worth that conversation. Yeah, I mean, maybe even just to be a role player in another defense that could use him as a contender, to your point. All right, coming up on NFL Live, riding high from an electrifying comeback victory, the Lions are making waves in the NFL. Are they a real threat in the NFC? Stick around to find out. We'll be right back. ESPN Bet is the official sportsbook of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities, Sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NFL Live powered by Shopify. Hey, make sure you check out Sunday NFL Countdown. They've got you covered at 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Get you ready for everything on week 12. Crazy to think we're there. Monday Night Countdown comes your way at 6 Eastern on Monday. Also available on the ESPN app, as always. All right, let's get you ready for the Thanksgiving slate. We're just two days away from that. And Packers at Lions, Commanders at Cowboys, 49ers at Seahawks. I can't wait for this. One of the best times of the year. So let's do this. uh, An early look at those games. We're going to do a DraftKings Sportsbook same game parlay. Come on, Dan. See what you got. I'm going to go three for three here. Okay. um, Let's start with this one. Dak Prescott over under 265 and a half passing yards. Easy. Over. Dak's gone over that four of his last five games. And this Washington defense gives up just about 290 yards per game through the air. I'm taking the over. Okay. Debo Samuel over under 46 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. I'm going to say over as well. Debo... When he plays against Seattle, averages like 100 yards per game. Now, last time they played, he, that wasn't the story. I just expect him 
to have a big game. There's some secondary or injury issues going on in their back end. I'm going to say over. Jared Goff, over under 254 and a half passing yards. I'm going to say under. If I look at Green Bay's defense, they give you stuff underneath. We've talked about that for years. Kenny Clark's playing really good in the middle of their defensive line, but Detroit's run game, just because Green Bay doesn't do a lot to take the run away from you, I think that will be a bigger storyline on Thursday. So I'm going to say under. Speaking of golf, the Lions trailed the Bears 26-14 to with under four minutes left on Sunday, and they pulled off a comeback. It's just their second win in franchise history when trailing by 10 or more points in the final four minutes. The other was in 2014 against the Saints. The teams were 0 and 83. Teams, excuse me, were 0 and 83 this season when trailing by 10 plus points in the final four minutes before the Lions came back to win. So basically, this doesn't really happen. Marcus, what did you take away from that Lions comeback? Yeah, well, I mean, we could have all of the fields that we want to, but they didn't play a really good game for three and a half quarters. Obviously, we know Jerry had the three turnovers, but more importantly, when you see a team that we've had so looked at the lines over the years, I think this is the most important thing about this game. This is their DNA. They are going to fight you for four quarters. They never feel like they're out of a game. I think the one thing that was most impressive was the fact that they felt like they were explosive enough to get themselves back in this football game. And that hadn't always been the case. Jamison Williams, we yeah. see Jameer Gibbs. We know David Montgomery is back from his injury. Obviously, Amon Ra and Laporta. You put up this skill position group, and I don't believe there is a, a doubt in Ben Johnson's mind, the offensive coordinator for Detroit, that if we get behind, we have the guys and we're explosive enough to keep attacking even after Jared turned the ball over three times. But they have flaws, and there are concerns. Really good football team. Really good football team. And great win to come back the way you did. But I watched that game and I think two things. One, can you stop San Francisco's pass game? Because the, the, the Bears, it was a it, it was a spread you out, ball distribution, find different matchups that they were creating. And everybody had the opportunity to make plays. And then the second thing is Philadelphia, quarterback run. We saw that a little bit more last from Philadelphia last night. We saw that a lot with Chicago. So I sit here, I so De- Detroit's a really good football team. But can you be good enough on defense to beat those two kings at a castle, both Philadelphia and San Francisco? And I watched that Chicago game, Marcus, and it gives me hesitation. Can you match up across the board in the pass game? And can you really handle playing and execution-wise quarterback run? Man, I, you, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting you said that when I was watching this game, I need more production from their front. And sure. I'm not just talking about getting sacks. This is a team that lacks in tackles for loss. They really just play a straight up football game. You need more dynamic plays. And obviously, Aiden Hutchinson had the strip sack, which was critical yeah. in this game. But ultimately, when we start talking about playoff team, and let's explain to the audience what's happening now, Dio. We yeah. in week 12. We nitpick now. Yeah. It's details. Yeah. It, the details is how you win a championship. It ain't the fact that you can go score and you can do all of this stuff. This now season comes down to when we start talking about teams like Detroit, what are your deficiencies and can you get better at them as the season goes along? And to your point, which was so great about you bringing up San Francisco, they make you play 53 in the third of the field. And if you all don't 11. have production from your defensive line, you have no chance at beating this team or getting them out of rhythm. 
Yeah, it's great that three years ago this team was trading away Matthew Stafford and completely rebuilding. Now they're sitting here eight and two, playing two days on Thanksgiving, and we're trying to find where they can't match up against the two elite teams of the NFC. That is great. But this yep. is a very good football team. To go beat those two teams, you're going to have to cover up those flaws when it comes to the specific ways that you're going to get attacked. Hey, enjoy the Thanksgiving slate, though, everybody. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Still ahead today on NFL Live, the Eagles got revenge over the Chiefs last night in the Super Bowl rematch. Dan is going to show us why the Eagles offense was able to lead Philly to victory in Arrowhead. You don't want to miss this. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code NFLLIVE when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. NFL Live is powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TV. New on NFL Live, Deshaun Watson underwent surgery today to repair his right shoulder. You see there, the surgery by Dr. Ella Trosh was deemed successful. The rehab process is scheduled to begin Friday. A full recovery is expected prior to the start of next season. So something to keep in mind when it comes to the Browns. Let's get back to last night, though. And these Eagles getting the win in this Super Bowl rematch. Jalen Hurts with another 10-point comeback in that one. He's now 8 of 11 in his career. 8 and 11, excuse me, in his career, including the playoffs in games where his team trailed by 10 or more points. You can't get him down. He's going to come back. 
That's the third best record by a starting quarterback since 1950, trailing only Patrick Mahomes and Hall of Famer Otto Graham. Dan, what stood out to you about the Eagles offense last night? Because at times it wasn't clicking well, but then they were able to do just what they needed to to get the win. How quickly their offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, adjusted. Mm. And you got to give him credit because Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, is tremendous. And he had the advantage. So GTHI got to have its situations down in the red zone. This is first down. All-out pressure in these situations. Everyone's playing man. The pressure's going to come from the field. First down, okay, the incompletion up. Um, A.J. Brown, second down, got to have it situation. Here it comes again, all-out pressure, man-to-man coverage, and the pressure is coming from the field. Ball in the right hash. First and second down it comes. So what do you think is going to come on third down? Brian Johnson's like, oh, okay, I got you. I get into empty. What's going to come defensively? All-out, zero pressure. Where's it going to come from? The field. So what he does is he runs quarterback power away from it. They pull Kelsey. They pull the backside guard tackle, Jordan Mailata. Now look how many people for the Chiefs are left backside. Great down block front side. He anticipates you're going to bring your all-out pressure from the field. I'm going to not block four guys, and there's a walk-in touchdown. That's huge for a first-time play caller. I think this is the play of the game. Third and five. Got to have it situation again. Steve Spagnuolo loves the double team. Double teams, A.J. Brown at the bottom. They're going to take the point man and push a motion. Devontae Smith. They are double teaming Devontae Smith. But they have him go inside, run outside. The tight end actually knocks off the two guys double teaming Devontae Smith. And then he has him run an inbreaker. For Brian Johnson, I think he struggled a little bit in the first half, right? Yeah. But for him to be... So aware in those moments of in got-to-have-it situations, GTHI, who is Steve Spagnola? Down in the red zone, he wants to all-out pressure you. Third downs, he's going to double-team your two best players. And for him to dial up the perfect plays in those situations, really the difference of the game. And I believe it. That third and five completion of Devontae, for me, it's the play of the game. The bomb never happens unless that third down conversion gets done. Yeah. And, and to your point, Dio, he also found DeAndre Swift in a lot of those angle and middle of the field yep. routes to create some separation with him as well. But I go to Devontae, man, because I thought that he would have to be a big play guy in this game. I knew, like, we have to start giving Spags credit. One of the best big game defend, defensive callers in the league over the last four years maybe when we've seen the Chiefs, five years when we've seen the Chiefs in all of these situations, but – I thought this would be an opportunity for Devontae Smith, especially without Dallas Goddard being a part of this game, to find some of those matchups and create some of those opportunities and those got-to-having moments. And, Dio, that 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 route that you just showed, where you say it was the critical play of the game, the Eagles were reeling before that, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were trying to figure out how to get this – how to get an explosive play in the passing game, let alone – continue to get Jalen in rhythm. I thought it was it, it was phenomenal by him, but Devontae Smith had to be where he was in this game. I just think it's a perfect example. Spags is like one of the best big game defensive coordinators in the last 10, 15 years in the NFL. And for him to answer yeah. that call and be prepared for it and to call those two perfect situational plays. Could you imagine as a defensive coordinator double teaming the other team's two best players and still losing on the rep? Now, it's a great route by Devontae. I think, Mark, yeah. is your point of the Swift stuff. That'll be interesting to watch. Like, how, di- how many different ways do they use 
DeAndre Swift with touches in non-traditional hand-the-ball-off fashions. It was interesting watching Brian Johnson go up to Jalen Hurts throughout the game. He's on the sideline. You can see their communication, and that's growing. Hurts said it's in a way better situation than it was at the beginning of the season. All right, time for one more thing before we go. We're checking on Dan Campbell and his Thanksgiving dinner plans. Must have is ham. I'm a big ham guy. Okay. I'm not... uh, I'm not a turkey guy unless it's unless it's fried turkey. Then I'm all for it. I am not a dressing fan. I am what? not. A, I'm not a dressing fan. I'm not a cra- cranberry fan. Okay, like, I'll throw that right out to the dogs. I'd yeah. go straight off the plate, right on the floor. <laughs> Everything else is fair game. I'm all good. I'll just load it right on top of each other. It's a full stack. Sounds like our Dan. No turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, stuffing like, on mashed potatoes. It feel like Dan like eats him. with his hands. Happy Thanksgiving. I bet Dan Campbell eat with his hands. <laughs> <laughs>